Welcome to today's episode of Talking Impact, brought to you by the Institute for Social Innovation and Impact at the University of Northampton. My name is Richard Hazenberg, and earlier I was joined by Harris and Dwee from Local Enablers, an incubator in Bandung, Indonesia, to discuss their work and the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. It's rainy season in West Java, and the internet connection was a little patchy, but there were some real gems in our conversation about how social innovation can lead to local and global change. I kicked off the conversation by asking Harris and Dwee about what Local Enablers does. The local enablers is an ecosystem really built by design to have an impact to the society. Started about uh, seven years ago by building the social entrepreneurship curricula in our campus. And then we are trying to develop it into a social enterprise by building so many social enterprises. And then uh, we came up with the social innovations. Now we are involving about 140 social enterprises in Indonesia. And I'm also one of the beneficiaries of this incubator. So, so, so what, what, what support did you actually get then? So actually we are support uh, to the creation of the social agent or the agent of change by pairing the rural areas citizens to the urban areas because we pair about so many young generations to the senior citizen at the rural areas and we combine uh, to the social business model and then we create some products that benefits for the rural areas and we sell them in the urban areas with the generation of the value and also um, creativity and then we have some profit and then we return and reinvest it on each business unit and also reinvest on our in empowerment and also environmental issues in the rural areas. So the local enablers, uh, especially for me, uh, as for me and the beneficiaries, they give me a program that will increase my capabilities and my competency through social entrepreneurship. So they help me to create some uh, social enterprises and teach me how to make social innovation and so it's quite a broad, it's quite an in-depth, broad suite of uh, of support that you give then, and you've obviously got the profit redistribution model. I mean, you've helped 140 social enterprises over that seven-year period. What are the types of social enterprise that you're seeing emerging in in Indonesia? We focus on agriculture base, but uh, in the recent years, we also develop other creative sectors to build on the purpose of social enterprise. So actually we want to build our agro-industrial sectors, but now we are going bigger by developing many startups in creative industries such as design, technological and also information technology to support our uh, development in the agriculture sectors. We also have some members that are having a startup that, uh, in the tourism areas. Uh, more like uh, sustainable tourism areas. So, but uh, basically we have a vision to encourage uh, rural activations in Indonesia by generate local genius, which is now Indonesia is entering the demographic bonus. And then we encourage them to going back to the village and build the village by the social innovations approach. And how, I mean, how do you guys define social innovation? What does social innovation mean to local enablers? 
Yes, the social innovation is uh, a system focus on innovations by involving many uh, stakeholders in one ecosystem. So we have a very long trajectories through the social innovations because we started from develop the curriculum from social entrepreneurships our campus in University of Pajajaran and then we build some social enterprise and then we try to develop social innovation. So social innovation is for us is a combination between so many institutions and then we are collaborating in terms of building our uh, goals in sustaining the innovations and then having our people to have a more economically growing. I think for me, uh, social innovation is more like non-traditional ways to solve social issues. Because, you know, the local renewable itself is also a social innovation, which is they help me to, uh, as a young people, they help me to improve. They help me to make an impact. And also they help me to create a uh, social enterprise that solve the social issues uh, among the rural areas yeah. and connect them to the urban areas where the young people came from and the young people who are able to improve uh, the value of the rural products. So it seems to me that what you're saying then is that social innovation is really about networks, whether you, whether that's networks yeah. of institutions or people, whether that's a geographic spread where it's a rural and urban divide, whether it's rich, poor, educated, non-educated. It seems to be that in solving these problems, you've got to bring all of those stakeholder groups together to focus on the solution. Yes, yes. Actually, we're facing the huge challenge to develop new approaches to involving the public into solving social problems to innovation base. So we are trying to focus, uh, to find new approaches, especially uh, locally friendly, local friendly approach. And then we have a good collaboration and cooperations. I think Indonesia is very diverse nations with a very diverse culture. So we need extra effort to find new approaches. So we have many various way to solving social problems to the collaboration and cooperation involving we call it as pentahelix pentahelix is uh, consists of academicians business government media and also the community and in indonesia the community plays a very important role because they can translate a formal or academic theories into down to earth and easy to understand to the society. So we involve a lot of communities in social innovation in Indonesia. And what is the what is the public awareness like of social innovation and social enterprise? Does the general public understand or know what these concepts are? In Indonesia now has a rapid growing understanding about the social uh, innovation or social enterprise compared to five or ten years ago. Now we have a very uh, rapid growing awareness among the young generation, especially for the millennials. They do understand because they have uh, prefer to choose a role compared to have a professions, a conventional uh, professions. Now they want to have a role in the society by being the social entrepreneur. So 
if you ask how many young generation in Indonesia willing to develop social enterprise now, the awareness is very huge, very good. In every cities in Indonesia, we can find so many social entrepreneurs uh, struggle to have their business running good and make sure they're sustained. Because I think um, most of the young generation is try to realize that the solution is cannot uh, only come from the top. We need to make our own solution starting from the bottom, uh, which is also will be resonates the uh, government or maybe another institution to also uh, make a big or a new kind of way to solve the social issues because uh, people on uh, the bottom are more understand on what are they facing and what is the problem itself. So they, they, they now tend to understand that this is not the uh, homework for the government uh, only for them, but also our responsibility to, to solve the social issues. I mean, you talk there, Harris, about bottom-up community-led innovation, um, but you also mentioned the government. Is there a lot of support from the Indonesian government for this, for, for social innovation, or is it very much having to having to be community-driven? Yes, uh, it is community-driven, but nowadays uh, the government, especially our new presidents uh, for the last two years, has already proven their interest to the social enterprise because it is a very clear statement that the policy now they will involve the social enterprise for example in their policy it is clear that they will involve social enterprise in their research and technology uh, policy and also in our new uh, ministry of education stated social innovation is the most interesting and the most important thing to combine with their policy. So now they have a policy called independence in education. So they will involve so many social enterprise to build, combine with our education system. So this is a very good news for Indonesia. Yeah, uh, uh, because I think people are now getting aware that it's not only the numbers, it's not only about money. We, we need to solve the social issues by making an impact. And in the young generation of Indonesian people, they are now not only seeking money, but also uh, try to seek uh, a purpose. They, they, they seeking their roles among the society, what they can give to the society, what, they, what the problem that we can comprehend and we solve. Actually, uh, because the community-driven has awake the government that this is an urgent requirement to shape a favorable environment for innovations, the government now realized that by the social innovation activations will creating both economic and also social value for them. I mean, it really sounds like the, the ecosystem in Indonesia is, is, is quite positive. It's, it seems like a very positive picture yeah. that, that there's now greater awareness. There's a generational shift in how people are viewing social innovation and social entrepreneurship. And even the government in the last few years has recognized yeah. this. 
But th- there must be some challenges that also face social innovators in the country. And what are the what are the downsides or what are the, the challenges that, that are making it difficult to scale or, or spread social innovation? The most important thing is the regulative parts. Actually, from the bureaucratic uh, part, because we are really hard to find the legal aspect if we want to build the social enterprise. So we have to have more than two kind of legal aspect to build the social enterprise legal. It's very different with the UK uh, for the other countries because there are two parts in the social enterprise, which is we have to have a foundation legal, one foundation, and another is a legal for the corporate aspect. So every social enterprise in Indonesia must have at least two kind of legal aspect. One is a foundations and one is a corporate, corporate legal. So it's very challenging. And then other challenging is uh, normative and cultural aspect because I think the people not ready yet for what is called about the social enterprise due to the conventional enterprise that they have been running for long periods. So introducing social enterprise is uh, as a new business model is very challenging for us, but uh, we are continuing to introduce what is social enterprise uh, compared to another conventional business model. And also the other challenge is about the public policy. Both this approach uh, emphasizes the result of social innovations in terms of changes in the behavioral norms and also practices of the main actors of group of actors. So this is very challenging. Actually, from the part of the bureaucracy, normative and also cultural and regulative. I think it's only about uh, time. Because yeah, the ecosystem itself it needs time to adapt. So I mean, when we try to face the legal aspect, uh, the the government is having a hard time maybe to adapt. What kind of social enterprises and uh, how to create the regulation for it? Even with the with these challenges, the social enterprises itself still can continue their social innovation with adapting to current policy and still can continue their movement. I mean, you talk about the, the regulatory issues and you, you say that basically a social enterprise zone has to be a foundation and a corporation. Is, is, am I understanding you correctly? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, that's correct. So you, yes. have, you effectively have two legal structures there for, for yes. the organisation. So so yes. are the assets based in the foundation and then the corporation is what is what you trade through? I mean, could you just perhaps explain to our listeners how that actually works? Yeah, because uh, social enterprise, we have no legal foundation for in Indonesia. Because if you want to have a social missions, that means that you have to choose whether it's foundations as a legal aspect. So if you uh, you build an enterprise with a foundations a legal aspect, it means that you cannot have profit. But if you want to have a conventional uh, legal aspect as a corporate, then you can have a profit. 
that's the problem in social enterprise because we have a social visions and social mission, but we also have to gain profit. And then the beneficiaries, it goes to the foundations, but we create profit by building a professional corporate. And, and you tran- effectively then you transfer, yeah, you're transferring the profit into the foundation. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's a very challenging for us. I mean, profit is always an area I find very interesting in relation to social enterprise because if you talk to students or general public, they often sometimes mistake social enterprise for charity or they see it as non-profit. But actually, profit's an essential part of the business model because that's how you, that's how you fund your, your social mission. Now, the sort of more tongue-in-cheek question we have around this is, as a social entrepreneur, obviously the, the social enterprises can make profit. Do you, do you think that a social entrepreneur can still live a very economically good life? Can they drive a, a, an expensive car? Can they live in an expensive house? Can they go on expensive holidays? Tell us your view about how you see the life of a social entrepreneur away from the social enterprise. I think it's, it's very possible. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's an enterprise. The profit itself is very important. But beside the profit, we also make an impact. As long as we can run the model business with good or maybe the model business is fit, uh, I think we can economically gain from it. And it's nothing that it's impossible to do. Yeah. Uh, in the local enablers, we train our students to monetize the value proposition that uh, they create. So they will have a very good profit. So. In terms of if you ask about can we go buy fancy car, yes, of course we can, but it's not our goals. We are uh, choose to reinvest our profit on our business unit and also reinvest our profit to on empowerment and also environmental issues. So uh, we are trying to explain to our students that the sustainability is the most important part of the social enterprise. So you, if you have profit, you can use for your own happiness, but the most important thing to reinvest it more to the empowerment process and also the business unit. It's definitely the answer I always hear from social entrepreneurs. It's basically, yeah. yes, I, if I want to, I can buy a Ferrari, but why would I want to? I'd rather I'd rather help my community, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, well, let's change tack and go on a little bit on the personal side of things. You've told us about local enablers. You've talked about the work they do, the support. We've talked a little bit about the Indonesian ecosystem. Yeah. What about you guys? How did you end up in the world of social enterprise? Tell us your personal story. How did you become aware of it? Yeah. And how did you come to, to decide that you wanted to set up a, an incubator? And how did you want to set up a social enterprise? Why I end up in social enterprise? Because I'm a lecturer in the Universitas Pajajaran, one of the biggest universities in Indonesia. Uh, actually, I'm majoring in the agriculture. Now we have a difficulty to have uh, more students interested in agriculture. That's why we are using social enterprise to attract more young students to join our uh, study program. So after we introduced the social enterprise, uh, surprisingly, the movement and also the numbers of the student is increasing. So it's very, very interesting to introduce the social enterprise to our university as a graduate profile and also how to have a project in the 
learning method and also as a future careers. So we introduced this terminology as the local enablers is one of the four future careers. So we create four future profile. One of them is the local enablers. The other is design thinkers, technopreneurs, and also creative leaders. So they can choose one of the future profile that we offer to them. If they choose the local enablers, it means they will serve with a social enterprise curriculum. So that's why we started social enterprise in my university because uh, we need to increase the numbers of the students, but the result is beyond the expectation because now it's not only our study program who have the interesting to introduce the social enterprise. Now the social enterprise has spread into other study program, consists of 52 study programs, but also uh, inspire another 50 university to build social enterprise and then blend it into their curricula. If Luis told you that uh, he is a lecturer, then I'm the student. <laughs> okay, so Luis asked me to join because yeah, I, I'm having a hard time to finish my paperwork as a final thesis on my study. In this situation, he encouraged me to, to be at the local enablers. Uh, the local enablers itself uh, giving him a, a purpose and how do I need to live? How do I need to care of others, not only from, for, my, for myself? And I kind of find my way, my uh, way of life in here. So helping others to also be a local in a is, is my, my purpose for now. And yeah, I need to thank to Mr. Rui for this chance. Uh, and yeah, that's why I, I, I joined the local universe because yeah, the local universe is, has already success on creating the local universe. And that was me. <laughs> it sounds like a, the, the, the university actually has a really fantastic offer here. It, it, it leads me to a couple of questions, one for each of you. I mean, first of all, for you, Dwee, the university has this offer how supportive has the university been as an institution in helping you to develop this and then for you Harris afterwards what have been the benefits to you of engaging in a really sort of practical learning process you know as part of your studies but to actually be going and doing this for real within a within an incubator setup it's a very long way to go because it took seven years to convince the university to accept the social enterprise to going to the formal curriculum. So it's a very long way to go, but now we have developed the social enterprise, not as a subject in our university, but as a models. If a subject want to have a social project. So now formally we have five subjects uh, contains a social enterprise uh, projects is a very basic subjects such as Pancasila. Pancasila is our nation's ideology, but we have a project how to make the social enterprise used in our project in the ideology subjects. And then we have many projects in other study programs involving the social enterprise. So in Universitas Pajaran, social enterprise is not 
the formal curricula, but we develop as an ecosystems, and also we develop as a learning methodology. Because if we use the social enterprise as a subject, it is very hard to do. Then uh, we have another strategy to make the social enterprise as a learning method. So now the social enterprise has become a very good awareness among our students and also our lecturers. So many uh, subjects in the university use the terminology of the social impact on, on their uh, projects. It's a very good uh, development. So uh, the UNS Cup, the survey, put us as the university who has raised a good ecosystem in social enterprise, not in the curricula. There are a lot of benefits that I get, but the most important thing that uh, the local neighbors have makes us realize that having an education is not only to get a degree. They teach us how, how to be, be a proper human, that after we graduate, that we are we will facing the society, we will facing the reality that we live with other people. We, we need to help them and they also will help us. And so uh, the, this approach, the social enterprise and a lot of projects that we are having uh, through the education period, is, it's really helping us to be not only uh, graduates from the institution, but also helping us to be a human being. So really, for this seems like a win-win for, for universities and students. I mean, effectively, you're delivering a much more inclusive and um, expansive learning experience for students. And at the same time, effectively sort of creating the citizens of tomorrow who care about the society, who care about the environment, and who understand perhaps the, the complex, the complexities of some of the social problems that face, face uh, society. We say that the most challenging part of in, in introducing the social enterprise to the university is the bureaucracy and also cultural parts. So we are very eager to show them that social enterprise is a future profile of our graduates, but we can do it suddenly. So. In the last five years and also seven years, we are trying to develop ecosystems. So we produce many graduate profiles like Harris did, who have impact to the society. And then we have proven to the university that this kind of learning methodology is worked. So now the university uh, trying to institutionalize our approach and the good news thing is our government, national government, with the new Ministry of the Education, provide a good policy. So after the policy is published by the national government, we already have a good ecosystem to support. And then uh, our turn is how to institutionalize and formalize our movement into a formal curricula. The interesting one for our uh, movement is now currently not only students of Fajajaran University who are trying to involve with us, but also 
uh, a student from another university like uh, ITB, Institute Technology Bandung, IP Kopin, and many other uh, students from uh, a big university or maybe a local university in here also try to learning from us because yeah we 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 not probably hit uh, other students from uh, another university we are very open and when they come in to us it's also give us a new feedbacks a new knowledge and a new point of view that uh, this ecosystem it's it's not only can uh, grows as the Pajajaran University incubator, but also it can be a, an ecosystem where a lot of students or a lot of young people can come to this ecosystem and be a social entrepreneur or grow together or just to learn something new. Yeah, it does sound interesting. I mean, is, is there any challenges there, Dwee, in, in the university seeking to institutionalize the work that you do? Does that potentially constrain the sort of freedom that you have to operate in the way that you have for the last seven years? Yes, yes. The most challenging part is our measurement on our graduate profiles, that they have a short period of education within three and a half years. They have to graduate or they have a good GPA on their education process. So this pragmatism is a very challenging part because the measurement of success is not an outcomes, is not the impact that the graduate have. The success parameters is how fast they learn in a university and how high their GPA. So this is a very challenging mindset to shift in our university that the success profile of our university should be produce more student with a high impact after they graduate the university so this is the challenging part so in the seven years we have already proven that our students not only have a high gpa but also have a impact to the society by building social enterprise if you can imagine uh, that our students have a one social enterprise and then they will impact to other 20 or in four years they will develop their impacts to 2,000 or 3,000 people surrounding their social enterprises. So this is a very challenging. So, But we already proved to the university that the impact students or impact graduate profile is more important than the high GPA or the duration of the learning process in the university. Even when people are aware of what we are doing and they, they try to interest uh, with it, but still, yeah, we, we, we still face uh, the problem as Mr. Lee said. As for me, I, I'm not really good in academics. My GPA is not so well, and yeah, it's not even a good grade. But yeah, I'm trying to find something more important and outside these metrics. Yeah, by creating an impact and uh, giving back to the society, and yeah, even they uh, appraise me. But still, yeah. In the academics uh, ecosystem, it's it's not counted as a good achievements or also. Awesome.
I mean, that, that sort of, I mean, th- this whole conversation brings us into a, perhaps a somewhat thorny issue of social impact measurement and how do we actually ever demonstrate the real value of some of the social innovations that are developed or the social enterprises that, that, that deliver them. What's social impact like in Indonesia? How is it viewed? I mean, do, do you have, does the government look for social impact reports or projects? Do you deliver any social impact reports yourself? We obviously measure social impact here at the university, but we found that to be a very challenging process of identifying what the outcomes and the impacts for of our work are. So I can imagine that you maybe you faced the similar challenges in, in your work. Yes, this is our biggest challenge, uh, how to measure the impact of our processes, uh, because uh, the impact measurement is not a really easy as the output measurement that the government use nowadays. Nowadays, uh, government is uh, looking for the output, which is very quantitative success factors that they create to have more incentive from the government. You have so many output. But if we show the outcomes, it's not very good news for us because we are hardly to prove our impacts by a formal measurement processes. So the government would like to see the only output that already generates, not by the impact that we already generate. So this is a very huge problem because every incentive by the government uh, we cannot access for the local enablers because the local enablers uh, have no measurement in the output measurement that government already stated. The impact measurement itself currently be our concern. I mean, uh, we are trying to find indicators that can show that we already made an impact. And yeah, I think we need to find a good reference on finding uh, in indicators to measure our impact and the government and the society or maybe or everyone can understand of what we are doing and it will be a good exposure that this uh, what we are doing is really help the society. It really sounds to me like impact measurement in Indonesia is in the same sort of state as it is everywhere else in the world, where we're still looking for standardised measures and, 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 and sort of strategic approaches. Now, one of the areas that's been suggested and that we're actually embracing here in Northampton is around the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, and that's kind of an area, a topical area I wanted to talk to you both about. In terms of the SDGs, how are they viewed in Indonesia and are you using them in any way in relation to your impact measurement? The good news is the university has already the SDG center. The orientation of our education is to contribute to the development of the SDGs. So in Universitas Pajajaran, uh, use the SDGs measurement actually. We use the SDGs to develop more impact to the society. But uh, in terms of the needs to have the recognition from the governments, the impact measurement is not used by the government. So we cannot use the incentive to government to accelerate our uh, programs and develop more advanced program in social enterprise. But uh, the local enablers, uh, especially me, has told our university that the needs 
of the rankings, the world rankings, which is use the government to have a higher incentive to our university is not only about the pub publication rankings, which is the Scopus Index or something, but uh, the good news thing, the world university ranking now also established the university impact ranking. So now we are trying to use the impact rankings and then introduce this to the government that it's not only the publications, but also the impact rankings that we use to achieve the sustainable development goals to be one of the points that probably government want to use as the criteria to give us a lot of incentive because we have a lot of impacts to deliver to the society. Most of our members and the local members who are trying to uh, create a startup using SDGs as their objectives because you know, we need to focus on something. When we try to find uh, social issues, we also uh, seek for the alignment of our uh, social innovation to the SDGs. Yeah, it also helps us to find a grant uh, or maybe an incentive. If it's not from the government, we can find uh, a grant from the another institution like UNDP, NGOs, or maybe some corporates that are giving a grant for the social enterprises. Yeah, the, the SDGs is helping us to, to make us focus on some certain uh, scope of area. And yeah, you know, in the early stage of the social enterprises, uh, most of our revenue is not from the sales. Uh, most of it is from the grants. So it sounds, Harris, a little bit like from a social entrepreneur's point of view, the SDGs are allowing you to frame your impact in relation into a more international standard, I suppose, to frame them in a global stance. Uh, and Dwee, it sounds fascinating that the university has its very own department focused on the SDGs. I mean, it, it really sounds like you're both kind of ahead of the game as far as the sustainable development goals are concerned, certainly compared to what we're doing here in the UK. Yes, the SDGs already introduced to our first uh, first level of uh, our students and also uh, introduced to our research subjects and also our entrepreneurships. But uh, the SDGs also really special introduced to our social enterprises so they can choose one of the 70 topics in the SDGs and we will develop the social enterprise for various students based on their faculties. So we develop this SDGs measurement. It really helps us to do the measurement, how far we are from the goals and how do we generate more programs then we can achieve the SDGs. So it really helps us to create more uh, progress in terms of achieving the sustainable development goals. I think why the startups who are trying to create social enterprise are more interested in SDGs because our country is lacking policy and lacking of reference as the UK has. I mean, uh, the social enterprise ecosystem in UK is very advanced. So everyone uses the reference on the government to establish their social 
innovation or maybe social enterprises. Uh, as for us in Indonesia, we are to trying to find another uh, reference in terms of creating an objective. So we, we tend to use SDGs because our government uh, has not really have some of main topics to be solved or etc. So I think that's why we, we are more likely to use SDGs as a reference to create an objective for our social enterprises. To us, the SDGs have really been um, quite a, a, a useful, powerful tool in enabling us to frame really what the impact of our university is and to then look at the measurement indicators that sit under that as to how we can potentially report it in a way that's going to make sense, not just to stakeholders within the university or within our local area, but to the stakeholders that we have all over the world, whether it be partners like yourselves in Indonesia or wherever else we do our work. It's been absolutely fascinating to talk to you both. Thanks so much, Dwee. Thank you, Harris, for your time. It's it's an amazing to hear about yeah. the work that Local Enablers uh, is doing. And thank you very much for, for joining us. Thank you, Richard. If you want to know things about us, you can join us through the Instagram at the Local Enablers or our website at thelocalenablers.id. Brilliant. Thank you both. And, and, and to you listeners, if you want to engage with us on any of the topics discussed today on Talking Impact, then please let us know via our Twitter feed at Talking Impact and our LinkedIn page www.instituteforsocialinnovationandimpact.co.uk. Thanks again to the local enablers team for joining us and keep tabs on our iTunes and Android feeds for the next episode of Talking Impact. Talking Impact.